Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. time that Jack Flaherty is going to make a start down in the minors. He is heading back to the big leagues and he is expected to start for the Cardinals next week. And he looked good down in double A for the Springfield Cardinals. Six and two thirds innings gave up a total of nine base runners, allowed just three earned runs and threw over 100 pitches. It was his first start without a pitch limit. And right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the Springfield Cardinals broadcaster. He got to see every pitch last night. He's Andrew Buckbinder joining us here on the show Andrew we appreciate the time as always man let's start there with Jack Flaherty's start last night what did you see from him and how did he look in your mind yeah I mean I thanks for having me first of all guys Um, but yeah no Jack looked great I mean he looked like he looked like Jack Flaherty he was out there he was competing Um, he's really looked good in every rehab start that he's been with us he's been with us in Springfield for three uh, and then in Memphis for two, based on the schedule and how the you know how road trips line up and everything. But he's he's just looked sharper and sharper. Yesterday, I think it all came together. Six and two thirds, as you mentioned, nine strikeouts. He struck out six of his first ten batters. Um, the three hundred runs probably deserve a little bit of an asterisk as well. Uh, two of them came on a triple that sort of was. Yeah, kind of a, a, a deep fly ball, but probably is caught in most ballparks. Uh, we have a shallow left field. We're kind of known for that here at Hammond's Field. And it sort of grazed off the top of the wall. Tricky catch for our left fielder. So in a deeper park or in a normal park, that's probably a pretty catchable ball that the left fielder could get back and get under. And then that would have ended the inning with only one run in. So, you know, th- there's a little bit of a ballpark factor to those 300 runs. But overall, I mean, he just cruised last night. Wichita has been really the best team in this league from start to finish. They're in first place right now, which is so, you know, that's that's part of why this week is so fun as, as the Cardinals try to track down Wichita in the standings. And Flaherty really dominated this first-place team's lineup throughout the game and, and had all of his stuff working. Both of his breaking balls were really sharp. Uh, he was getting his fastball. The fastest I saw was up to 96. Um, you know, take that unofficially, but... Uh, I know he hit 96 with the fastball, and he just he just looked really in command with everything. Andrew, how do you assess how he looked this time around versus the last rehab stints that we saw? Because I remember, I, I think he was pretty darn good in all of the rehab starts that he had last time, and then it just obviously went poorly once he got back up to the big leagues. But did you see any differences between this time around versus last time? You know, I think the main difference, that's a great question. I think the main difference is the the longevity of the outing. Getting up to 102 pitches, as you noted, 
being in the strike zone for the majority of those offerings, being able to carry through six and two-thirds innings. The previous outings, he had gone three innings with us one time two weeks ago, and then the second start of that week, he went uh, four and a third innings um, in that outing. So to be able to get deeper into the ball game and still have everything working, still presumably feel good, um, you know, that to me is the biggest difference. But in, in terms of the stuff and the results, as you mentioned, I mean, he's really been really good. And that doesn't always happen in these rehab outings. I think everybody sort of assumes that these guys are going to come down and it's double A or it's triple A and they're going to dominate and cruise through. But there are a couple of things to keep in mind. One, the level of competition is still good. I mean, these are still, in, in a lot of cases, future major league players that are not that far off. The other is one of the components of these rehab outings is just working on your stuff. So you might give up a hit where you wouldn't have in the big leagues because you knew you wanted to throw a changeup, for example. You know, So I think that, that to see Jack have sort of that full um, range of offerings last night to go as deep into the game as he did and really attack it, not like a rehab start, but really like a major league start, um, you know, was probably the biggest difference this time around. Hey, Andrew, one of the names that is on a lot of Cardinals fans' minds is uh, Jordan Walker. How has his transition from third base to the outfield been going in? And do you see him moving up to Memphis this uh, this September, or, or will he stay down in Double A? <laughs> that's the million dollar question. <laughs> we hope we keep him. Um, you know, that's way above my pay grade. I, I, what I can say is, you know, we've seen guys move up to Triple A. I think. The abilities there, I, I think from a readiness standpoint, I mean, he's hit 300 all year as a 19- and 20-year-old in A. So I don't think there's any real question of, of readiness. I mean, he's a great kid off the field, too, because sometimes that factors in. You know, if, if, you're, if you're excelling on the field, but from a maturity standpoint, if they're not sure that you might be ready, that'll factor in as well sometimes. But that's not the case with Jordan. I mean, he's, he's super mature. He's, he's a smart kid. He's handling everything, uh, honestly, uh, beyond what I think you could ever expect out of a 20-year-old in A baseball. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of timing and, and what the organization wants to do in terms of moving him up. I do think the shift to the outfield um, maybe helped us. I don't know anything, but maybe that helped us keep him <laughs> in Springfield for a little bit longer. He is 19 games into that transition. He's played 19 games in the outfield. Uh, his first day out there was actually, I think, just coincidentally, the day after the trade deadline. Um, when we started a Texas road trip, that was when he, he swung out to the outfield. He's been really good, and, and I, I don't think it's any question of ability out there. His arm is really good. He's got, already got six outfield assists. Teams have sort of tested him, I think, a little bit, and, and that hasn't gone great for the opposition. Um, so he's been able to throw guys out at second and at home plate uh, is where those outfield assists have come. Um, and he moves really well. That's the part that I always sort of bring up when folks ask me about Jordan Walker and maybe what's been surprising. We all know the exit velocity. We all know the power. That gets the headlines. How well he moves and how athletic he is from a, a, um, a speed standpoint is probably kind of the forgotten piece of his game. He's got 17 stolen bases this year. Uh, for a much of the year, he's led our team until Mason Wynn and, and Mike Antico came to town. So, uh, he can move around the outfield really well, and every fly ball that he has to go track down, he gets a little bit better and a little bit more comfortable in taking those those perfect routes, and, and that's just going to continue to come with time and experience. 
Andrew, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of prospects and uh, and and have seen some very good ones. Where do you rank Jordan Walker amongst those prospects, and and how much can we expect from him when he when he does get here? Well, okay, that's the two million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'll tell you what: in terms of natural ability and just physical ability, he's as good as as we've seen. Uh, I can't think of anybody. Um, I mean, he's a 20 year old in a, in a, you know, in a 35 year old's body. I mean, he, he's just, well, maybe not 35. You need some. I don't know if that's a good thing, Andrew. Yeah. He, okay. Let me, let me go down a little bit in a 28 year old's body. There we go. That's he, better. He's, he's just a physical specimen. Um, and look, we don't see too many players start in double A at 19 years old. So that alone is impressive. And then to hit 300 all year, he's got 17 home runs. Uh, he's up to, let's see, he's up to 28 doubles this year, 123 hits. He's got a real chance at winning the Texas League Player of the Year award uh, in, in a year where we've had really good prospects around the league, uh, but he's just been that good across the board offensively. So, you know, it's always a little tough to project. You never want to, you know, tag incredible expectations because you never know. But I can't think of many more players that have come through this league that have been more impressive when you factor in how young Jordan is, what he's been able to do, switching positions midway through, which is never just easy. You know, that, that's a challenge. And he's, he's taken every challenge on, and I think he's far surpassed what you could realistically ever hope for out of a 20-year-old at this level. Here's the entire list, Kerry, <laughs> to your point of players under the age of 21 that hit 300 and had a slugging percentage above 500 in double a over the last 15 years. So as young as Jordan Walker is that have the same batting average and slugging percentage, Mike Trout did it in 2011. Oscar Tavares did it in 2012 and now Jordan Walker in 2022. Wow. That's the entire list in the last 15 years, according to Fangraph. So uh, a pretty darn good season, to say the least, for Jordan Walker. Uh, Andrew, the other guy, position player-wise, that we've, of course, got our eyes on, you mentioned him there, is Mason Wynn. What have you seen from him this year? Because it, it seems like the slugging percentage is starting to come around a little bit for him. What have you seen in his development this season, especially at the plate? Yeah, well, he came up, uh, he started the year in high A Peoria. He came up to us May 23rd, and, and his defense speaks for itself. I mean, the throw at the Futures game is special, but he does that relatively routinely when he needs to. Um, he'll power it down if he knows he's got it at first, but when he needs to buy in out that nobody else really can, he lets it fly, and it's, it's fun to watch him play shortstop. But offensively, I think to your point, that has been really, uh, you know, I think a bit of a surprise, to be totally honest with you, at this phase, because he's also only 20 years old. He turned 20 in March. Um, so he's, you know, two months older than Jordan. But the, both of those guys are so far ahead of schedule from an age perspective to be at this level. And Mason is hitting 261. He just hit his 22nd double in double A last night. So that's 22 doubles in 75 games. So if you kind of track that out to a full season at this level, I mean, he'd be pushing a 40-double a year, which is it's special. I mean, we, we don't just see those often. He's also hit 11 out of the park, 11 home runs, and those have been split too because it kind of goes back to my previous point about our ballpark. Sometimes we'll see some drastic home road splits, but that actually hasn't been the case for either Jordan or Mason. Um, they're pretty evenly split home and road when it comes to their power. So it's not just sort of that hand-and-field effect that sometimes we can see. Uh, so, you know, Wynn's been really impressive. He, offensively, 
you know, I think he's going through some of the processes that any young player does, which is you're going to go up against two nights ago. We went up against the 29 year old Daniel Gossett, who was in the big leagues, you know, so he's going up against professional pitchers, not just young, you know, talented throwers. He's now going up against for the first time in his career, guys that really know what they're doing and and that aren't going to just throw you a fastball and a fastball account. Sometimes they're going to change that up. And so, you know, for sure, there are ups and downs, and and like there are for any player. But Mason's really been good with the bat, and and uh, and he's come through with, I think, more power and more of that slugging percentage than maybe we were even expecting coming up from Peoria. Final question that I've got for you, Andrew. Who else should we be paying attention to that is currently down in Double A? I know there's a couple of pitchers that you guys have that have gotten some attention, but are there anybody else that's under the radar that you think deserves some some noteworthy uh, or some recognition in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. So Michael McGreevy and Gordon Grissett are those two pitchers that joined our rotation in May and have, have been awesome. I mean, they're in the top ten prospects for the Cardinals. They're uh, Gordon's in the top hundred in, in all of baseball now. So those two have definitely been two uh, that have been a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you what, Julio Rodriguez, um, who's been kind of on that prospect radar as a catcher in the organization for some time, the thing that's held him back are some injuries. He's had the healthiest season that he's ever had since coming up to Double A, and he just hit his tenth home run last night. He's hitting two seventy four, ten homers, forty one runs batted in. Uh, really good catcher, really good arm back there too. So I think this is probably the first year in a little while that his body's allowed him to sort of put everything together. He's had a really, really nice, to your point, kind of under the radar year. Uh, and then another guy that's just a lot of fun to watch too is Mike Antico, yes. who joined us a couple months ago. I mean, this guy just, he gets on base and he just goes. It's like, you know, it's like Willie Mays Hayes out of Major League or something. <laughs> I mean, he, he's got 58 steals now. He's been caught. He's 21 for 25 in double A. He's gone 37 for, I believe, 40 in high A. So 58 steals. He's been caught seven times. He's in the top five in all of minor league baseball and stolen bases. And he's just a lot of fun to watch because he just goes. He takes second. He'll then turn around and take third. I mean, he's, he's kind of that fearless, confident base stealer uh, with just an incredible ability to uh, – to, to, he, he sort of has – there have been multiple times where, like, the play's developing, he takes off, and you're watching and you're going, oh, my God, I don't know if he's going to make it. And then he's just got this late burst. He's so fast sliding into the bag uh, that he's able to beat that throw and beat that tag time and again. So Andrew, is those, he a legitimate prospect or is he just a speed guy in your mind? No, I think he, look, I think he's legitimate. He's hitting 258, six home runs, 12 doubles, 25 runs batted in. He plays center. He plays a really good center field. Uh, he spent most of his um, college career up in New York, and, and then he, play, he finished out you know, with COVID eligibility. He went to uh, play one year at, uh, at the University of Texas. So, I mean, he's a major program college player, and if he runs like that and he keeps getting himself on, I think the sky's the limit. Andrew Buckbinder is the Springfield Cardinals broadcaster. You can find him on Twitter at a Buckbinder, B-U-C-H-B-I-N-D-E-R. Andrew, we always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy yourself down in Springfield. You got some fun players to be able to watch down there. We'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up. 
making a catch. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.